1: Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Sarah Bonbranek was a freelance writer living paycheck to paycheck before writing Simple Abundance that pink book became one of my favorite things, inspiring me and millions of other women to find gratitude in every moment. More than two years on the New York Times bestseller list made Sarah a publishing superstar, and she was soon trading six-figure royalty checks for trips on the Concord, Marilyn Monroe's fur coats, designer shoes in every color, even Sir Isaac Newton's chapel, became her private writing studio. But then her simple life became extremely complicated. The money began to dwindle, a result, Sarah says, of wild spending, bad investments, and a costly divorce. Three years ago, Sarah found herself on her sister's doorstep with nothing but a suitcase and her beloved cat, Mikey. This was not the way anyone had expected Sarah's story to turn out. I invited her to Chicago to talk about everything, to find out what she gained by losing it all. So it feels like a blur to me, that whole experience of the Oprah Winfrey show from certainly in the early 90s until almost the end. It feels like, whoa. And only when I can look back at tapes that I think, and even in the process of putting life class together, I'd look at tapes and say, oh, gosh, was I on that show? Oh, I was there, so I must have, you know, a blur. (laughs) So I wonder, does that happen to you with the entire experience of Simple Abundance from the moment you got the phone call from one of our producers? Mm -hmm. Because my experience is, everywhere I looked, I shared this on TV the very first time I interviewed everywhere I looked, uh, walking through the offices, I would see that little pink book. And after a while, I'd say... What is it with the pink book? The pink book just keeps showing up. That was intentional, right? That was intentional. It
2: came out in November of 96, in that first Christmas, and the the publishers had sent one book on, and, and then they finally, I asked them, please, if it's gonna be a woman's book, please send it to everybody on Oprah's staff and let them
1: talk about it, and they did. Was it a surprise to you the way the book was received, not just by my staff and by myself, but the way the world responded to that book. Yes. Did it kind of blow your head off? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you kind of lose your mind? I tried
2: very hard not to. One minute I I was, you know, doing the carpool and changing the kitty litter and and, uh, uh, writing about gratitude and being told that, you know, No lifestyle book based on gratitude will, you know, is ever going to catch fire. (laughs) And then the next, I was asked to do it. Yes. In a word, I was. It blew your. it It
1: blew my mind. Blew your mind. And I would say, you know, I'd been a person who practiced gratitude. And what Simple Abundance did for me is to ritualize to bring into my life on a daily basis the experience of practicing gratitude. But it's really difficult, I think, when not just money, but real wealth mm-hmm. hits and you were not prepared for it, even though mm-hmm. everybody who's watching us right now you know, would love to win the lottery and everybody says you want it. When it comes, mm-hmm. you have to really be ready for it. Were you, you ready? Re-
2: no, I was not. And, you know, that was such a completely head-turning Heart-turning um, flip on—you know—you're given what you can handle. Mm-hmm. So, I tried. I tried my hardest. You know, I—the best part was um, there are two best parts. One was being able to let's be honest, the buy Manolo Blahnik shoes. But the other part was the charitable fund. But the shoes, the Manolo Blahnik, goes back to
1: keeping a promise. I kept a promise to myself for 25 years. In the 1970s, when Sarah was a freelance writer living in London, she would stare wistfully into the window of the Manola Blahnik designer shoe store on Church Street. Unable to afford the shoes or her London life, she thought she may have to pack it up and go back home. So your dream had always been to have those Manola Blahniks? Yes.
2: I had had a year ticket, and my return date to the United States was coming up. And I said, listen, if you... I knew if I went home, everybody would say, you know, we told you so. We told you so. You couldn't make it. And I said, Sarah, if you stay, I promise you, someday you'll be able to come back and you can have as many Manolo Blahniks as you want.
1: Really? So when Sarah's Simple Abundance book, Royalty Checks, began rolling in, she knew exactly where to go first. And I made a trip to go to Church Street with
2: the taxi running, to go into that store. And I walked out with eight pairs. Wow.
1: So tell me this, Simple Abundance sold 5 million copies in the United States, another 2 million abroad, 7 million copies. Uh, were you getting at least a dollar for every book? Were you getting at least that? Yeah. Probably yeah. more. Yeah. So you don't have to tell me everything. But. Th- did that, was that heady for you? Oh, yeah. But you
2: know, there, there, there was this little the ritual then in publishing when um, the times list for the next week would come out and on Wednesday and you'd get a call at 6 p.m. and they'd say, you're number one again.
1: Really? And it was fun. like,
2: oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very heady, mm-hmm. you know, have a glass of champagne and yeah, that went on for almost two years. Really? Yeah. And then How came, long
1: were you number one? I was number
2: one for almost a year. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and it was on there for, like, 119 weeks.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It
2: is amazing. But what I wanted to share with you, and I've never shared because you don't get much sympathy for this, the Wednesday that there was no call. Uh-huh. So, oh, that's sort of strange.
1: We haven't heard from the <laughs> New York Times today.
2: We haven't heard. They haven't, yeah. they haven't called. And so I called my agent. I said, I haven't heard anything. She said, "Well, you're not on the list this week. How was that? <laughs> that I cried. How was that after 119 I cr- weeks? I cried, yeah. and I thought, I thought no one in the world will understand what this feels like. The only trouble with being number one is eventually you have to be number two, yeah. three, and four,
1: because oh, yeah. life moves on. It does. Life it moves does. On. But hadn't you prepared yourself, or had you prepared yourself? One day you have to say, well, what's going to happen when that call doesn't come? But I didn't." You never did.
2: No. That's one of the lessons I wish I had realized. Mm. I wish I had learned that life is cyclical. Mm. Success goes in cycles. Yeah. See, I believe that if you did the very best of your work, which was Simple Abundance, and you continued to do that, that you'd be received in the same way.
1: Mm-hmm. You gained it all. You come into you got you leave the store with eight pairs of Manolo Blahniks, and you are spending money. And I I remember calling you one day in London, (laughs) and you had bought the the Isaac Newton's Chapel, Chapel. and I remember hanging up the phone, going, "Whoa, (laughs) Sarah has bought Isaac Newton's (laughs) Chapel." That must have cost you a pretty penny. It didn't actually. Really? Renovating it did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that did cost a pretty, pretty penny. So you yeah. end up in Isaac Newton's Chapel as your home, mm-hmm. and you are flying the Concorde like, yeah. it's, like its Greyhound. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you quickly rose to that lifestyle. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know what you could afford and couldn't afford at that time?
2: No, mm-hmm. I also didn't know as I took on staff. I also didn't know how much
1: that was all costing. So you took on you had nine assistants. I had nine assistants. Yeah, and nine assistants. Their salaries, health insurance, their, their travel, their mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah all that, You know, did you have the? I've often said that money and fame only puts a magnifying glass on who you really are. Mm-hmm. So did you have the need to please everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought
2: that um, for my close friends and my family. and um, Well, I loved buying gifts. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But I also loved solving problems mm-hmm. because it was so easy. It was there. I could just write a check, you know, to
1: help. Let me ask you this. Do you feel that there was a part of you, because if I were to be completely truthful with myself, mm-hmm. uh, which I try to be, when i going back over my life and mistakes that I've made with money. Was there a part of you who wanted to be the savior to those friends and family?
2: Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah.
1: yeah. There was an ego thing involved. Even though you didn't want to give it, there's a part of you that feels like, well, I'm doing this for you.
2: Well, maybe not I'm doing this for you in that way, but, you know, well, I'm doing, you know, I can do it. And I will. A lady bountiful, mm-hmm. let, let's say. Yeah. You know, um, uh, it made me happy to
1: make other people happy. Yeah, I would say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That there's no greater reward in giving mm-hmm. than having the receiver be grateful for what you've given.
2: Yeah. Yes. And to acknowledge that Yeah, you've, you've made a difference in uh-huh. their life. Uh-huh. But then there comes a moment with some people and they assume that you will do it. Mm -hmm. It is the entitlement. And Mm -hmm. when I reached that, if I reached that, that that was the cutoff point. That when I realized that, you know, you don't even ask, you just assume that I'm going to take care of something. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, no.
1: This is what I love, that you were honest enough to say in Peace and Plenty, what right do I have to be giving other women advice on how to live their lives when I've messed up mine so completely? I feel myself shrinking inside, becoming very shy and small. The incredible withering woman. How did I get here? How will I ever get back to financial sanity and serenity? So you say you wrote this book not just, certainly not to try to make a bestseller, because I don't even know how you do that, but you wrote it for your own sanity and serenity. And how did you answer that question? What right do I have? to be giving other women advice?
2: I, I, I don't know that I ha, have still answered it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that um, I, I speak truth and I speak it lovingly mm-hmm. and that I acknowledge my own mistakes. I made every money mistake a woman could have, personally and, and in business. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, they're mistakes. Why did
1: you make those mistakes?
2: I really thought it would continue.
1: Mm.
2: I really thought it would continue, because I was putting out the best that I could do. I was really, I did not slack.
1: You were like a rock star with a hit album, hit book, <laughs> who thought that I will just continue to make the hits, and the hits will keep on coming, and I'll go on tour, and it'll be here forever. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because I thought that the initial making of the money was the
1: big hurdle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what I feel strongly about, and that is not only is life cyclical, not only, I don't feel strongly about it, I've just learned this, (laughs) not only is life cyclical, but you've got to understand when you're in the midst of a phenomenon, (laughs) you don't sell five million books. As an author, no. without that being something extraordinary going on. That's a phenomenon going but that's, on. That's what, but it's hard to recognize this. The space that women were in at that particular time, the sort of the, the need and the urgency for somebody to speak what they were feeling in that mm-hmm. way, it's very different now. The times moved, everything changed, and that simple abundance was a phenomenon. Can you accept that?
2: Yes now I mean hearing you talk that way
1: yeah yes that's exactly what it was
2: yeah I mean but and that's, that's the, the catch22 that's the you know the, the mystery that's the see I've really learned about surrender I have really learned that lesson now
1: but there is a part is there a part of you though mm-hmm. this is interesting is there a part of you that still is hoping you can get that back? Oh,
2: I, would I love to have another hit on my hands? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. But this but- is the
1: thing. This is the thing. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk in a minute. This is the thing, Sarah. This is the thing. You weren't looking for a hit then. Yeah. You weren't looking for a hit. Right. You were looking for a way to speak to the hearts of women. Mm-hmm. That's what you were looking to do. Mm-hmm. Am, am I correct? I was, uh, you know
2: the only woman whose life i was trying to change when i was writing simple abundance was my own i i, I and then the miracle was that it was just touching other women's lives it in you know just the momentum of it and what it was doing and
1: and but that's the real truth as you're writing peace and plenty that's one of the things that you said about this book you wrote this book to save your own life to save my own life yeah And in doing that to save your own life, that's how you save other people's lives. Mm. Yeah. Yes, that wasn't written to be a hit. Mm -hmm.
2: That was written to be a healing for Mm -hmm. myself.
1: After simple abundance became a phenomenon, Sarah Bonbranek returned to England and fell in love. It would be her third marriage, and the one she thought for sure would last forever. So you married again? I did, Mm -hmm. after seven years. I met a man that I
2: had originally met in my 20s mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, this is it, this is it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was my love story, mm-hmm. you know, and I believed very much in it.
1: And it turned out it wasn't the love story.
2: No. Mm-hmm. No. What happened? My family and close friends did not like The Englishman
1: mm-hmm.
2: from the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. That's always a sign.
2: Uh, always. Mm-hmm. You know? we were all right for the first couple of years, although I did not like the, we, taking, you know, my investments and, and you know, selling them off and Christie's and Sotheby's and, oh my God. you know, I mean, and how, they,
1: does, okay. how does We're, that happen? How said. does that happen? Yeah. How does that happen?
2: Well, he told me that he, that I was no good with money, despite the fact that I had, Made the money.
1: Made the money. I was no good at at handling the money. Um, And you believed that? Because there was a part of you that that, would have to... The only way you could accept that is there was a part of you that believed that that was true.
2: Yeah. Uh Yeah. And uh, he was very forceful. Mm -hmm. um, And he said his background had been in money. Uh But he wasn't earning any money. He was not bringing anything in. And,
1: and at first, that was okay with you?
2: I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. He said he was an independent businessman. Mm-hmm.
1: Was I, he sharing in the household responsibilities? Was he helping you pay for things? Or were you, you, know, you paying for I everything? Was paying you were for writing everything. all the checks. I was yeah. writing all the checks. Mm-hmm. He was trying his ventures, but I was writing all the checks. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Girl, please. <laughs> please. Oh, my goodness. This I love on page 303, you say... When I would bring up the subject of money, he would berate me for not earning more, Mm -hmm. yell at me for all the spending I did before he arrived on the scene and behave like an emotional bully. In his eyes, I was a loser and a Mm has-been. How could you allow yourself, and I ask this not in judgment, because I'm sure you've asked yourself this. There's nothing I can say to you you haven't already said to yourself. Okay, so how could you allow yourself to be berated for money that you had earned? You know, the first time it happens, you think that's a little out of line. Yeah. Second time, I call it, those the whispers. Yeah. First time is always, hmm, that's, that's odd. That's strange. You should not be talking to me that way. Yes. Right, right. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I also wanted his approval. You know, and uh, since I c- had not accepted that simple abundance was a phenomenon, mm-hmm. <laughs> since I thought it was a fluke, maybe he was right. Hmm. But then, then you get, start to get beaten down. And um, so you, the next question is, why'd you stay? Mm-hmm. Um, I was alone. I was isolated from my family. I was isolated from my friends. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody in my circle. I was, you know, eight hours away from my daughter, m- my sister, mm. everybody. Um, I would have been embarrassed if someone had seen the way the English you were being talked treated- to me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Which I'm sure is true for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah.
2: But the other thing is, the first two years, you know, um, had been all right. I put it in quotes, you know. Um, I thought that It wasn't that
1: bad because... I love the way you say it wasn't that bad. You who wrote Simple Abundance, you're willing to now live with... Was it that bad? You know, there's not another
2: woman in the world Mm -hmm. that I could share this with other than you. But I tell the truth in my work. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the sacred contract. Mm -hmm. You know... um, Yeah, tell the truth.
1: Mm. I'm feeling that from you. And and I feel the authenticity of the words here. And obviously in simple abundance, that the thread for you has always been Mm. what is the authentic journey. And that's what you're trying to encourage all of us Mm -hmm. and be able to say, this is where I went off course. But I think all of us make compromises. I remember in my 20s being in a relationship with someone who didn't hit me. And that was my, that's that was my, because if you ever hit me, I'm not going to be hit. But you would allow yourself to be demeaned in Mm -hmm. other ways. You know, I figured that out in in my twenties. You had already been through a difficult divorce a couple times. So I'm surprised that the fact that you had all this, and mm-hmm. I think that's really the real lesson for everybody: that even though you had all of the trappings of success, mm-hmm. and you look like it, and you walk like it, and your the click of your Manolo Blahniks on the pavement said I am successful, that still somewhere inside you must have not felt that in an authentic, pure way in order to put up with somebody berating you.
2: I'll I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Um, But you get battered down and you and you become very, very vulnerable. And um,
1: uh, are you saying that you stayed because you felt dependent upon him at that time or you felt that you were tied to him or you didn't recognize? no, by
2: the time that that, you know, and it happened around our second anniversary, Mm -hmm. he really changed his behavior toward me. Mm -hmm. And um, at some point I said, why are you treating me so mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, what's happened. Mm -hmm. And he said, because all the money's gone. I realized all the money's gone. I
1: thought, that can't possibly be true. I can't possibly have heard that. But it was true. What disturbed you the most? The fact that all the money was gone or the fact that you didn't matter as much because all the money was gone?
2: Oh, the fact that I didn't matter.
1: Oh, okay. You know, it was like, what? And so you were only here because I had the money.
2: Yeah, that—that
1: uh-huh. that, that was the realization for you.
2: That—that was—that was. That was like, mm. I mean, that was so. Str- and then I was ashamed. And then the very things that he was saying, um,
1: I started to believe.
2: You know, if somebody hits you, you know to get—that's it. it.
1: You're not gonna hit me. me.
2: Yeah, that's right. But when it's. Uh, these angry, vicious things that are said. Mm
1: -hmm. And I I didn't want to admit that I had made a disastrous mistake. But I just want to say this to anybody who's listening to us or watching us right now, that it always, 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 and you know this, Mm -hmm. it's always about you. Mm -hmm. It's always about you. Nobody can speak to you in a way Mm -hmm. that demeans Mm -hmm. your spirit unless you are willing to be demeaned or right. feel that you deserve that in some right. way. Would right. you agree with that? Yes, I would. It just cannot It can't. Well, that's the same
2: idea as you can only betray yourself. That's right. I was, I was betraying myself yeah. on many levels. Yeah. But then, I mean,
1: the, the, our story has a happy ending. Yes. And she,
2: I left. Yes.
1: Yeah. Then, what gave you the courage to get up and leave that?
2: Uh, my daughter came over. Uh, she was worried about me. hmm She surprised me for Christmas. And um, she said, Mom, what's going on? She said, he's sucking the life out of you. Mm -hmm. He's not making you happy. Mm -hmm. And I said, she's right. And then I said, I don't know how to help myself. She said, Mom, you've helped millions of women. Wow. Uh, She said, I'll help you help yourself. Wow. I said, "I I don't know where to begin. So, we'll, we'll
1: begin. Don't go anywhere, more to come after this short break.
0: No two travelers are exactly alike. And that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. Are you a beach person? Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, There are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas' world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savour the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savour the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
1: So you ended up on your sister's doorstep with your cat. And one suitcase. And one suitcase. And divorce proceedings starting. And divorce proceedings. That is an amazing story from simple abundance, abundance, real abundance, thorough abundance, <laughs> to on the doorstep. From Newton's, From cha- Newton's, Newton's chapel, chapel <laughs> to writing in this little table at your sister's house, mm-hmm. was that good for you?
2: Yes, yes. Because I never wrote a book like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was they, I was writing for my life. Mm-hmm. I was not writing to make a hit. Mm-hmm. I was not. You know, mm-hmm. this was this was my life. Mm-hmm. The, my life on the page, understanding money, seeing how money, my mistakes with money, how that had influenced all.
1: That's so interesting. Decisions. Throughout Peace and Plenty*, you talk about it as money, and you say that this book is about finding your path to financial serenity. But for me, it's really not about the money. What is it about? It doesn't feel to me that it's about the money. The money is a metaphor and always a metaphor. For? Your, your true worth. Ah. And to me, you handled the money as you saw yourself. So in the moment that you saw yourself, you know, the Monolo Blahnik's self, and, and then with the chapel, to the, that that was an idea that you had mm-hmm. about your worth and your value. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the truth of what your worth and your value mm-hmm. were. The money and the acquisition of the money was all about, was a metaphor for worth. Yes. But- Yes, I accept true, worthiness. true 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 yeah. worthy. That's what the peace and the plenty is really mm. about to me. Yes, but it's
2: not just for it's not we you know we've all had a shock. You know, people who've worked their whole lives suddenly have nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, is money just a metaphor for them? Mm-hmm. You know, when I started simple abundance, I didn't have a comma um in my checking account. Mm-hmm. The accomplishment counted for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um Everybody is re-looking at their life now, and and we are all having to say, is it the money? Mm-hmm. Well, it is the money when you can't, you know, when your house is foreclosed, right. it, you don't have health insurance, you know. Right. It is the money, and, and I think that that's also part of the conversation, that money is sacred. We, we are meant to, to do good with money, mm-hmm. and it's just time for us to be as truthful about money mm-hmm. and it's important to have
1: us. you reached a place of serenity for yourself you say in here that you wrote this book to save yourself right are you there at the place of peace and in, in the
2: same way with uh authenticity in mm-hmm. simple abundance some days are more authentic than others some days are more financially
1: serene i loved your chapter that you did on tomorrow is another day <laughs> yes. Be- because it is because <laughs> it is <laughs> You can get up and you have a chance you know that famous line from scarlett o'hara tomorrow is another day and i often say tomorrow is another day scarlett (laughs) we can try it again Mm -hmm. and the real truth is is that having made mistakes really is the universe's way of pointing you in another direction to say tomorrow is another day scarlett Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
2: i really felt that uh when uh I, the car pulled out of the driveway in England, even mm-hmm. though I was leaving everything behind. Didn't know what would happen. I really felt that, whew, heaven went, mm. She got it. She got it.
1: Mm. So where are you now?
2: I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm better than I have been. Um, I feel like I've come out of a long tunnel. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it's only been in, like, the last six months that I now the world is so open for me and you know i used to love when you would say that you know you'd look at your dreams and they were so bright you know that you needed sunglasses yeah, they yeah, yeah. and for the first time i feel that way yeah. the about future's myself. so bright it burns its my eyes. The future is so bright it burns my eyes it i i really feel like
1: ah <sighs> you know do you feel i i mean i often think this too I do think that the universe. I see everything as a life class. I see yes. that this Earth school is a school, and we're all mm. constantly learning. But I also wake up some days and say, "Jesus, don't teach me nothing today, because <laughs> I have learned enough in the past. <laughs> don't teach me no more <laughs> lessons this week. Just let me learn. I can still make it on last yeah, week's lesson." <laughs> yes. 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 So this was a this was a this was a this was a hard price to pay to come to peace in plenty. A hard price to, it was a hard fall, was it not?
2: Yes, but it was never a fall from grace. Um, it was a fall, but ne- you grace ne- I didn't say that. I know, but I wanted to say it. Okay. Because grace,
0: mm-hmm.
2: amazing grace, mm-hmm. is saved me one day at a time, mm-hmm. coming back, mm-hmm.
1: coming back, so. And you know, maybe for me to characterize it as a fall, is a, is a false interpretation of what happened here. I think if you're only looking at, see I'm buying into when you have the eight pairs of Monolo Blonics mm-hmm. at one time and you're living in Newton's cottage, uh, that that is success. Mm-hmm. True success is the feeling of reward and self-respect mm-hmm. that you feel for yourself. And so perhaps even in that moment where it lo- what it looked like, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't real, so this is even closer to what the truth is for you.
2: Yes, and being authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look back down at that, that where I came from, mm-hmm. there's stories now. I'm a storyteller, and I can tell a story, and I, I will have, you know, the happy ending. It may not have been the happy ending I thought would be a happy mm-hmm. ending, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm a, I am at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, what
1: is that expression you say? I I wouldn't give nothing. Wouldn't take take nothing nothing for for my journey journey now. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Amen. Yeah, that's great. Do you ever wish the fame and fortune never happened?
2: No, I wish that I had been more prepared for it. Hmm. You know, there should be a school there should, there should be a, a, a master class and sort of a secret master class that when somebody arrives big, they receive a telephone call and some mentor that says, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to have you over you do for it. a
1: drink. This is how you do it. You know, I feel very fortunate because I could I knew that early on mm-hmm. that I didn't know how to manage yeah. it, so I wasn't afraid to ask for help. And you didn't do that. Why? Well, I, I
2: didn't want to bother anyone, mm-hmm.
1: you know. Was it also true you didn't want anybody to think you didn't know how to handle it? Because yes. I think that's yes. a lot of yeah. people. They think, oh, I don't want anybody to know that I don't know how to handle yeah. it. Yeah. You, you give a truth serum here in this tea. <laughs> <laughs> Truth, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't want anybody to know that you yeah. didn't
2: no. know how to use it. Because if I was a smart woman and
1: I wrote Simple Abundance, I should be able to figure it out for heaven's sake. That's sakes. right. That's <laughs> right. I hear that. Okay, so what's the great spiritual lesson for you in all of this? I am always looking for what is the spiritual lesson, and this is Super Soul Sunday, so what is the great spiritual lesson? On the surface, it's peace and plenty, finding financial serenity with yourself. What is the great lesson?
2: Guard your heart. Watch your treasures. For what is your treasure will be your heaven on
1: earth. Very good, Sister Bunronic. Very good. Where are you living now?
2: I'm living outside of L.A.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Were you able to move out of your sister's?
2: I did, mm-hmm. to the apartment next door.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh are you financially secure? You say you don't believe you could ever be secure, but are you stable?
2: Yeah, yes, yes, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, I, I'm serene, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know... I, I mean,
1: you can buy groceries. Yes. Okay. Yes, thank God. Yeah, and <laughs> you can pay for your... And I'm paying, yes. Your mortgage, your house, or...
2: Well, the house is still for sale. Mm-hmm. Newton's Chapel is still for
1: sale. Mm-hmm. Um, Anybody interested in Newton's Chapel? Yeah. Are you writing in your gratitude journal again? Oh, yes. Yes. And sometimes, you know,
2: I repeat, you know, the ki- I woke up and the kittens were all nestled, mm-hmm. you know, next to me and we really had a lovely moment or, you know, I love, you know, this glass of wine and it was, you know, it was a bargain and um, uh, it rained in California and I could hear the rain. Mm. The you know, I mean, very simple things going going, you know, as Eliot said, T.S. Eliot, that we go back to where we began, you know. Yeah. What is the soul? The soul is the spiritual essence of who we really
1: are. What is your definition of God? Everything. Everything. That's a good answer. Mm -hmm. I like that one. What's the difference between spirituality and religion?
2: Religion says there's only one way To heaven, spirituality says choose the one that brings you joy. What does prayer mean to you? Prayer is is simply a conversation with God. Uh, Simply. (laughs) Prayer is the constant conversation with God. And it it is the most passionate conversation I have with anybody. Where do you feel most at home or at peace with yourself? Uh, With my animals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think happens when we die? I hope I get to say... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Steve Jobs. Yes. Yeah. That, is the, that is, to me, I don't use an iPad and I don't use an iPhone yet, but um, for me, that is the greatest gift he has given to me personally because I thought if Steve Jobs could say, oh, wow,
1: as he's going toward heaven, then, wow. wow, As he's transitioning. yeah, That's fantastic. Okay, on to the next. Can you finish these sentences? the world needs to be told everything's going to be all right
2: i believe in amazing grace love is the essence we breathe the essence of of our heartbeat love is
1: i would like to thank
2: i would like to thank all of the millions of women who prayed for me over the years they would send me letters and say thanking me and they say I want only the best for you and I'm praying for your happiness and I knew as I came on the journey back to myself that it was those
1: prayers that protected
2: me Mm. so thank you
1: isn't it amazing how a prayer from a stranger or note (sighs) from a stranger when I was going through my trial down in Texas in 1998 a person had handed me on a little matchbook Mm just a note that said, I'm praying for you. And to this day, mm-hmm. it's just the thought got, of a stranger who doesn't even know you says, I'm praying I for know. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had millions of women doing that for yes. you. So you were prayed up and I lifted was by the I prayed up. Yeah, that's what I called it, prayed up. I am ready to forgive
2: myself for making, for not being a good stewardess about money. Mm. Because I am a good stewardess now, I hope. Baby mm-hmm. steps, mm-hmm. but I—it took me long, it took me years, to forgive myself and say it's all right.
1: Mm-hmm. As,
2: as Mother Maya mm-hmm. says, you know, when, when you, you know better, better you, you do, do better.
1: I want my legacy to be
2: not a dry eye, mm. and um, for someone to say the only hurt she ever caused was when she left us. Wow. I hope.
1: That's nice. Bravo. That's good. That's good. Thank you. It was so interesting. Just two women really talking. Yeah. Just two women really talking. talking. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening.
0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
2: Look around. You can find cars like these on
1: AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail.